Today's episode of Speak LA, the podcast is sponsored by Actors Connection. Before we begin, one of the things we most often hear from our listeners is how hard it is to find an agent. If this is something that you are struggling with, go to ispeakla.com and download our free agent guide now. There's absolutely no shame in not having an agent, but we really want to help you get one. So go to ispeakla.com and grab your free agent guide today. Hey, Jen Jen. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm it's, good. I'm good. It's good, good to, to see you. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I've been excited for today. The guys from Casting About. Oh, we've been yeah. waiting for this. It's going to be great. Brian and Blair. Brian and Blair. I know. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm really excited because Casting About is actually uh, a resource that I used when I first moved to LA. Yeah. Oh. Not too many moons ago, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a great resource for actors, and yeah. it's uh, connected to Actors Access, as, as we know. And so it's just and it, breakdown just, services and breakdown services. Yeah. So um, we're going to hear the ins and outs today of casting about, and also some pretty good tips on how to navigate this industry and the business of it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Making connections because that's what, that's what casting about is all about, right? So, yeah. Cool. Hey, Making tell me, tell me about you before we uh, while we wait for these guys. What's okay. uh, tell me, tell me, tell me something you love about LA. <laughs> Something I, um, I was also gonna say connected to you, like as a joke. But oh, that was, <laughs> I was like, that wasn't good. Oh, wow, um, I missed that joke. Well, I, yeah, I, I interrupted I did, you and didn't get I the didn't good joke. Land it very well. <laughs> Anyways, it was not a very good. But let, let me see. Like something okay. I love about yes. Me, get get focused here. Okay. Um, um, you know what? What I really love. I I think. Thinking about casting about makes me think about when I first arrived on the scene in LA mm. and in the sheer sort of overwhelm of the the size of the city, mm-hmm. I used to go to the beach. That was my mm-hmm. go-to place. Mm-hmm. It, I guess the beach has always been sort of like my, you know, get grounded, get some good positive ions. And I would <laughs> drive over to Santa Monica and it was the first, you know, there's so many parts of um like different iterations of beach in mm-hmm. LA you know what I mean mm-hmm. like you walk along and all of a sudden you're, you're in Venice and then it's like then you go into the Marina Del Rey area and then it's like Hermosa Beach and like all these different kinds of beaches and mm-hmm. Malibu and and beach so life. I just and beach life mm-hmm. so I just remember I would go and sit on this beach and be like who am I? Where am I? What's going on in my life? Right. <laughs> I think I, you're I not that. alone. I think that's the feeling that a lot of people have when they come here. Just the um, the the sheer uh, joy that pretty much wherever you live, you're within you know a thirty minute drive of the beautiful Pacific Ocean. So I know it's. I like that. Beautiful. That's a good. That's a good thing that you love about LA. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome, Jen. <laughs> How long have you guys lived in LA? For me, 23 years, almost 23 years. And it's been 21 years for me. What part of LA do you guys live in? 
Uh, well, it, we started as neighbors in Sherman Oaks. That's how we met. And then uh, I moved to the West Side. And, and just because we missed each other, Brian moved to the West Side. So we're both in kind of the uh, Century City <laughs> Westwood area. What was your first job in L.A., both of you? So I, uh, uh, my wife came out, wanted to come out here for the entertainment business, and she still works in the entertainment business for a production company. But I, um, uh, I have, was a freelance website guy. So my first job was actually working for several companies back in Minnesota, my home state, and uh, but living out here. For me, I delivered cookies for some like cooking and basket company. Uh, I got to deliver to uh, Princess Leah, to Carrie Fisher. That was awesome. Uh, wow. And then I worked for a while at the silent movie theater on Fairfax, which was yeah. fantastic. Lovely. That's so cool. How many years of living in L.A. did it take before it felt like home for you guys? Um, this is an East Coaster who still gets a little bitter when it's hot at Christmas time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm home, although I'd say um, I'm going to go with two years before I really settled in and was was mine. Yeah, for me, it was almost immediately that it felt like home. Um, uh, the, the Southern California lifestyle uh, suits me very well. However, you know, I grew up in northern Minnesota, so it was 10 years before I finally decided that I might put a long sleeve shirt on when the temperature got below yeah. 60 degrees. <laughs> and Blair, if you had to sum up LA in one word, what would that word be? Only one word. Uh, I'm going to go with smoothies. <laughs> we have never heard that before. Smoothies. I love smoothies. That. They're bright. They're fruity. They're sunshiny. They're kind of healthy, but kind of sweet, kind of fun. You know, it's LA. Smoothies. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Brian, Blair, welcome. We're so excited show it's so, Thank you so much for Thanks. having us yeah. really appreciate it this is awesome yeah so exciting so many exciting things we want to talk to you about today yeah Here well let's right let's back. kind of start at the beginning I mean we 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 want to we want to talk uh you know about the business and just hear a lot about you guys but um let's start with casting about you guys started that amazing company can you tell us um how that came to be and and also tell our listeners maybe a little about what um, casting about does for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, sure. Happy to. Um, so this is Blair and casting about is because, um, I had a very sad story where I was with an agency that cut me and, mm. uh, two weeks before Christmas, uh, they cut their client <laughs> list in half and I got the very sad phone call. And, so casting um, about is a drama with a happy ending. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I guess it is one of those mother of necessity things, you know, um, where I had been with his agency for about a year and they had given me the whole, hey, welcome to the big time. We're going to take care of you now. And instead of downloading sides, um, I was getting scripts messengered to my apartment and it was like, hey, we'll take care of you. And so I kept waiting for things to happen. And I didn't do a heck of a lot for a year, had seven auditions in, the, in a year. And then they called and said, Hey, we're going to focus on series regulars and you're not. So good luck. Wow. Um, and, and I, I kind of had to start over cause I'd spent a year then doing kind of nothing. Right. Um, and so, um, 
Oh, and it was a bad time too. Like I just had my heart broken. She had moved away and then the agency dumped me and it was just awful. Um, so fortunately, um, the nice couple across the hall, Brian and his wife would like bring me food, you know, tell me to get off the floor. Um, I eventually, I went into, you know, you go through all the stages of like, you know, what anger, denial, depression, sadness, fetal position, whatever they are. And then I, I got to the, the revenge stage and I was like, well then forget it. I know casting directors. I don't need an agent. And I got obsessed with like, who do I know in town? Who do I have relationships with? Where are they now? Let me reach out to them. Let me catch up. Let me do this on my own. Uh, it really motivated me, which is great. And so I had a black and white Palm Pilot back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I started keeping my database of every casting director doing TV in LA. And it was like full-time job. It's like all I did all day long. I was obsessive about it. And so I became the guy that um, friends started to call and say, hey, do you know where this casting director is? Or I worked with this associate six months ago. Do you know where they are now? Or, hey, there's this new show. Do you know who's casting? And it was a friend of mine in acting class, shout out to Keith, who pulled me aside and said, you know, hey, I would pay for this information. You should do something with it. And so um, the nice couple across the hall uh, happened to um, uh, be Brian, who, you know, was a website guy. And uh, we went out this and we've told the story before. We went out for burritos in in Burbank. And I said, I got this idea. I think it might be a website. And we spent about a year, I think, putting it all together and hiring a coder and, you know, interviewing a lot of actors and figuring out how it would work. And so originally it was just for me. It was so that I would have a database of every casting director, you know, in L.A. and what they were working on. At first, we just did TV in L.A. It's all we could really do. It's all we had the time for. Um, But then it started to grow and people signed up and we realized there was a need and we had to hire people and, you know, and then uh, uh, eventually um, were acquired by Breakdown Services, you know, the actors access people. And and that has allowed us to grow more. Um, But the idea is still the same. It is still this sort of one stop place where actors can go to find everything you need to know about casting directors in New York and LA. Now we do both. We do TV and film in LA and TV, film, and equity theater in New York. Um, so we cover all the union projects and all the full casting staff for everyone, um, cast directors, associates, and assistants. Um, and the idea is <clears throat> it is now a way that actors can track the players in town who need them, who, you know, who is telling their story and who needs them the most so that they can start to build these relationships, which is kind of how the business works these days. I'd love to ask you, by the way, I'm so happy you had such a great neighbor helping you get off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. I will always I'm be, so happy that I was able always, to be the great neighbor. Always, <laughs> I, well, I, no, it was great. I mean, we become business partners and then, you know, I've said it before, but along the way we were on the bus going to Mammoth Mountain and Brian elbowed me and said, hey, how about her? And that woman is now my wife and the mother of my children. So I pick my partners well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I will. I do have actually a question about casting directors before we get there. I just, I just, I do want to say, I do think there is something very special about the people that you meet in LA and mm-hmm. stories like this are actually very common where you have these kind mm-hmm. of crazy upsetting experiences that you're like, Oh, how do I get up from this? And then this weird, strange, amazing miracle blessings show up in your life in the, in the way of people. And I noticed that that happens a lot in LA. So just a little shout out to sort of that magic energy that does exist here. Um, I want to ask you about the importance of 
of the relationship with casting directors. That's something that I didn't really understand. And when I first moved here, I remember thinking, I need to get into as many rooms as possible. I need to like have all of these relationships. Mm -hmm. But I do think there's something really important about maybe having one or two casting directors that are really in your corner, uh, that really believe in you, and to focus on building relationships in that way, maybe in a smaller way, and then kind of growing that network of people that know you. And I'd love to hear your, your take on that, how you build relationships and is it, is it, is it good to have just one or two people or do you need thousands of people? Yeah, for sure. Camille, it's a really good question. And, and, you know, it's something that uh, I have a bit of a background in marketing and PR and, you know, in back in my corporate days, uh, did a lot of that stuff. And I, you know, I read all the literature and all the, the, you know, the, 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 writings on a lot of this stuff. And one of the interesting things is this is a relationship-based business. It's a business based on relationships. You know, you've all heard the phrase, um, you, it's, it's not who you, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, well, in acting, what you know matters, right? So we can establish the baseline. If you're an actor in a professional market, let's establish the baseline that you are actively working on your craft, that you have training, that you are in classes, that you're, so the, the, the minimum, the barest minimum, be a good actor, right? But now let's go to the next level beyond that, that in a large market like Los Angeles and New York, and really frankly, in just about any market, um, that's not going to be all you need. What you need is build relationships with the people who can help you get work. Um, and so, so many actors are just like, I want to submit for this role. I want to submit for this role. I want to submit for this role. I'm just going to submit all the time. It's like applying for jobs with the same uh, resume, the same, um, uh, the same information, just hoping God help me, please give me a job somehow. <laughs> yeah. And that might work. But the way better way to do this is to find the people who tell the same stories that you tell the same, the people who are, um, who are kind of working in the same space as you, right? If you're at the bottom of your career and they're at the bottom of your, their career, that's okay. You guys can move up in your, in the business uh, together. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to, uh, to view this. Uh, but you do that starting one person at a time. Relationships are one-to-one -one relationships. So you don't try to reach out to every casting director all the time. What you do is you say, I want to meet this person. I want to get on the radar for this person. And so marketing as an actor and these relationships that you're building, you build them one at a time. You start with one, then you go to two, then you go to three or four or five, whatever. If you have solid working relationships with 10, maybe 20 casting directors in this town, you're going to have a great career. Yep. That's great advice. I love that. I, I, I'd love to ask a question, which is, um, so you guys provide all this, you know, really helpful and useful information on your site when you say casting directors, like I, I assume it's, well, I know it is cause I've, I've looked at your site many times, but it's, um, you know, phone numbers, email addresses, what they cast. So you, so you can find all that information. Okay. So if I'm a new ish actor and I now have all this great information and I know this isn't part of, of what casting about does, but since you guys are in this business, I'm sure you have advice towards this. What do I what do I do with that information? Like how how do I build those casting director casting director relationships? Yeah, and it's one of the things that actors don't think about. I think enough, and I go back to I've learned so much through this experience because I go back to when I first got out of school, and 
you know, in that senior seminar the last year, all these actors, you know, who's going to New York, who's going to LA, make sure you have headshots, have a right. car in LA and good luck. Like that was, right. that was pretty much the extent of the advice. Right. And, and it was, so everybody hit whatever market they're in um, with this. And what I realize now in hindsight is everything that you're exposed to is sort of audition based, right? So make sure you get headshots so you can submit to so get an audition, mm. take how to, how to audition classes and take cold reading classes and get an agent so you can audition more and sign up for actors access so you can submit to audition. And, and it's all focused on that. And what nobody talks about is this relationship building, right? Is this mm-hmm. marketing. So with no real guidance, what I did and what a lot of people did is you, you maybe you bought a pack of 300 mailing labels and sent out postcards, you know, back in the day, the, I'm doing a mailing, you know, um, <laughs> right. that's my weekend. I'm going to do a mailing and which is basically just junk mail. Right. And so maybe one of them lands, but that's not real marketing. And it took this experience and working with Brian and, and now my wife who works in corporate marketing to really understand what this meant. And, like Brian said, it's about finding that specific connection between you and somebody else. And and for me, the biggest takeaway has been this idea that I am not <clears throat> actors fall into this weird hierarchy, you know, where we're the wannabes and the casting directors are what I call these mystical gatekeeper people. You yeah. know, and sometimes you don't even know their name. You know, I've had friends who go to audition and I say, Who are you meeting? And they're like, I don't know, I'm just reading for the show. Yeah, and that and was just baffling to me. Like, what other business, what other enter, yeah. what other professional enterprise would you go to a major meeting where your career <laughs> is on the line and not know who you're meeting or anything about them or what whatever? What else they do? Uh, yeah, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so like at a minimum, we want part of what we wanted casting about to be was a place where if you get called in for an audition, you can at least look up names. Like, how cool would it be to be able to walk into a room and say, "Oh, you must be Helen." Um, mm-hmm. I, we've not met before, but thank you so much for bringing you in. I mean, guaranteed the, the associates and the assistants in, in casting offices, nobody knows them, right? So like if you walk in and you can actually call them by name, it shows that you're a professional. It's it, it, these are, it, it seems to me it's such an obvious thing, but so many actors don't do it. They show up in the, in the room, they're staring at their phone, they're not paying attention to anything. This is a, an important business meeting. Come in as a business person. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because they're thinking about the job, not the people. You know, and, and that's going to mm-hmm. change what you do in the room, too, because, you know, so many people are focused on I just have to get this job. And, and you know, that we could do a whole another podcast on mm-hmm. on that, on the fact that your job is to book the room, not the job, make fans out of the room. Yeah. So um, and because it, it's about that personal connection. So to, to answer your questions specifically about how do you build relationships, I, I think it actually starts with something that I didn't spend enough time with in my own career and actors don't, which is getting to know yourself a little bit better. And by that, I mean, is you're not just an actor. You are, hopefully, if you're doing this for a living, you are an artist, you're a storyteller, and you have a unique voice. You have something to lend to this community. You know, we talk about you could give the same script to 20 different actors and I'll wear the same costume. You tell 20 different stories because everybody brings this unique thing. That's like your superpower. Nobody else can bring what you bring to a script. And that's amazing. So lean into that. What's that thing that you bring? What's that unique quality? What's that spin that you can bring to any script? You know, so we're not talking about being pigeonholed into one role. We're talking about what's the voice, right? The artistic voice that you can bring to comedy, drama, stage, TV, commercials, anything. And casting directors usually call it like like a thing, like, like you know, I've heard casting directors go, oh, well, you know, the Blair thing, you know, that you have that Blair thing. <laughs> well, you need to know what that thing is for yourself, because that's how you're going to market yourself, first of all. And 
you know, again, that's kind of, I think, a lifelong pursuit, finding that. But but actors should be doing that first, because then once you have an idea of what you are marketing and what you can bring, then you start doing research to find out who in town is the same kind of storyteller. Who There are casting directors that I love that they don't tell the same stories I do. They don't need me. You know, I could do an, maybe an okay job, but there are people who tell their stories better than me. So I'm not going to spend my time necessarily trying to build a relationship with them. If it happens, great. I won't say no, but I'm going to put my time and my energy into finding what I call my target list of the people in town who need me the most. And then once I figure out who those people are, then I do my research to get to know them. I watch their shows. I follow them on social media. I listen to their Q&A sessions on Instagram Live. I follow their CSA panel. I read their book when they publish that. Um, I go to their panel discussions. I mean, whatever it takes. And marketing is a long-term thing. It's going to take years at times. The more I get to know them, the more these opportunities for a relationship or a connection is going to come up. You know, whether that's something as simple as I had somebody in my target list tweet out that they needed a reader, like, hey, we lost our reader for this afternoon, emergency, can anybody help? You know, uh, or I'm going to bump into somebody at a friend of a friend at a dinner or on a Zoom coffee or something <laughs> that, that we do now. Um, or I'm going to go to a Q&A and ask a question and then follow up with a thank you letter for their time. Mm. Um, or I'm going to send them a postcard um, or to say that I have a new web series that is very similar to the show they're casting. Um, and and would love for them to see my work or I got a new manager or whatever it is. So over time, the more you know about them and the more you look for these connections, the more you're going to find them. And it's tricky because you can't say, okay, here's specifically how it's going to happen for you. Uh, you, you never know. But the more knowledgeable you are, the more these opportunities pop up. You know, I was on the Warner Brothers lot one time, I auditioned for this thing. And a casting director that I follow because she'd actually given me my first gig in LA, my little one line, you know, thing on the practice. Um, and she went blown by in a golf cart. And I knew from following her that she had just become the head casting director of her own show for the first time. Wow. And I could say, Hey, Jamie, congratulations. You're, you're the boss now. And she stops the golf cart and we have this great conversation about the business and coming up together and she's nervous and, you know, look, they gave me a bungalow, but look over there, I have a bungalow, you know? And so we could talk shop, which is amazing. And it's not about like, Hey, keep me in mind. You know, you don't do that. It's just making the connection. She's like, why are you here? It's oh, I was auditioning for this thing and it's great to see you. And, you know, and then you follow up, uh, she started casting theater. So I started to go see her plays, you know? So you look for those connections and, with enough research and enough focus over time, those relationships start to build. It's kind of like dating, to be honest. You don't know how it's going to happen, but eventually over time it does if you put in the work. I would love to repeat two things you said, because there are two things I, I haven't heard exactly said the way you said, and I really think they're so important and great. One is when actors are going in, you said they're thinking about the job, not the people. And I love that. I, I've heard, you know, book, book, book the mm-hmm. book the room not the job but i love i love the specificity mm-hmm. yep. of think about the people you're meeting that's so great and it, and i also think it um it, it takes a lot of pressure off the actor because it feels it feels easier to me to walk into a room 
and be like a generous human being to the other people there, that feels easier Mm -hmm. than trying to go in and impress somebody, you know? So I, I love that. Right. Well, that's part of the part of the the thing with acting as well is is if you're always worried about am I going to get the job or am right. I doing the right thing, uh, now your energy is sort of split off in this do they like me side of things, and you need to keep your energy in yeah. doing what you do, and that's why we start part of what we start with is who am I? What's the story that I tell? If we let if we unleash Blair on this thing, you'll have <laughs> you know a six hour podcast, but it's it's. The, it's it's such a powerful thing because starting with who are you what who are you as an artist what are the things that 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 make you tick it means that you approach material in a particular way it means that you're going to tell a story in a particular way if we give all of us the exact same script we're all going to do i would do it badly the rest of you would do it in a slightly <laughs> different you know like variations of a thing um but the um but but the the what it allows you to do is to walk into the room and then say here is my version of this story. Here is my unique take on this story. And, and to offer it, you basically say, I hope you can use it, but I'm excited to show you my unique variation of this thing. Now you don't have to worry about, do they like me or don't they like mm. me? It's not now about, all you have yeah, to worry about, about is, did I tell my story right. the way that I want to tell my story? Did I tell my story authentically? Jen, I love that you said generous, because um, I do think about that. It's coming from a place mm. of service. How can you lend your mm-hmm. voice to that? And so it, it has been so profound in my career because just like Brian said, it actually, it's almost kind of a mantra of mine when I remind myself that when I go in the room, yes, it's their script, mm-hmm. but it's my story. And so now my, my job is to go into that room and mm. offer them my story. And if they can use it, fantastic. And if they can't, I can't control that. But if I've offered them, if I've delivered my story that is the most authentic and real and meaningful to me, first of all, it's a lot more fun. You know, it's a blast. And instead of panicking about, did I do this right or did I impress them? I went in and I played and I told the story I wanted to tell and I had a good time. And that's when you're going to book the room, to be honest. They're, you know, they're going to say, oh, I wish we could use that, but we can't. So what else yeah. do we have for him or get him back next week? Or I want more of that. Right. That's and, what, and you know be. what, even if you don't book the room, you still got an opportunity to be truthful for yourself. Yep. You got to tell the story the way that you know, to tell, to tell the story. It's the, it's the only thing you can, you can pin on because maybe you were amazing, but you look too much like somebody else that's in the cast. Maybe you, uh, you're, you're too tall. Maybe there's like, that's all stuff that's outside of your control. Right. So so many actors walk out of an audition and they're like, Oh, I didn't get the, I didn't get the, I didn't book the role. Something's wrong with me. Your shoulders droop a little bit more. You're like, Oh no, this business is so hard, whatever. Um, uh, every audition is an opportunity for you to be an actor. It's an opportunity for you to tell your, to, to tell your story. It's an opportunity for you to share your unique take on any script. Um, and, uh, and you have to, you have to come at it from that perspective. And uh, and if you get hired, awesome. But if you don't get hired, you still got a chance right. to act on a Tuesday. But I really like what you guys are saying, not just in terms of storytelling and that the artistic process of being an actor, but it's also about finding a voice in your own marketing that is authentic mm-hmm. and true to yourself. And mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of actors get very overwhelmed and stuck in terms of, 
utilizing this other side of their brain that they're maybe not as familiar with or that they find mm-hmm. is a bit icky, <laughs> you know? And, and so what I'm hearing from you guys, which I really like, and I, and I know this is, you know, such an amazing thing about casting, about to have access to these, um, these casting directors to reach out to is you're not only finding your authentic voice when you're walking in the room, you're also finding it in terms of who you're picking to connect to in order to Mm -hmm. grow a career that is authentically connected to something that you would enjoy doing for years, because the time that you're, you're putting into this business in terms of networking is going to take time. And that's another thing that I like what you're saying is it takes time to build these relationships. It is like going on a date. You don't just meet somebody and the next day you're like, I'm going to marry you. I mean, some people do, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it takes a bit of time. And I, I like, yeah. I like hearing that from you guys as well. Camille, I love that. We just said that it's, um, and it's, it's sort of bigger than just acting in a way, because if this is your life and you are picking the people that you're going to be working with, you know, and, and it's kind of setting the tone for your own artistic life. And, uh, ultimately, that is going to be much more rewarding. Um, and it's also going to pay off. You know, I'm thinking about the times where <clears throat> I've done this research to get to know people. And it pays off in ways, I think, both professional and then also personal in a way. Like professionally, it it helps me. Well, I mean, even something as practical as this. When, when I go into an audition, I never used to do this. But now I can go you know, and look up very, I'm casting about, I go and look up very quickly, like all of the projects that this casting director has cast in the last several years, because I'm looking for tone and I'm looking for style, right? So if you look at the page, I can get hints sometimes on how I want to approach the material because, oh, look, they, everything this person casts has a very unique tone. And so I'm going to lean into that tone because that's probably what they need and what they want. That's the stories they like to tell. So that helps me professionally and it helps me help them. I can go into the room with that. So that's good. But then beyond that, when I do my research, you know, I've done things like um, I'll do, I'll research somebody that I'm going to read with and I know all their projects and I watch episodes of stuff they did in the past and I um, find out, you know, follow them on social media and, oh, they're doing, um, you know, a, a, a podcast, you know, and so I go listen to that and I get to know them a little bit better and that leads to moments in the room. I don't lead with this because I'm there to do a job, but I go in and say thanks and how are you and we do the job and I audition. But a lot of times you'll find when you sort of deliver your story authentically, that opens up the room to talk more afterwards, you know, and they'll start to have a discussion and you can say things like, hey, by the way, I listened to your podcast. I loved where you talked about storytelling and about this specific thing you said. And the answer I get back is like, oh, I was so nervous. Did it sound okay? Of course it did. And now Mm. we're talking peer to peer, which is ultimately the important thing, because I do, I still get lost in the weird hierarchy of, you know, I'm the wannabe. Um, but no, I'm, I'm a professional storyteller and so are they. So we can have a peer-to-peer discussion. And I learn more about them. They learn more about me. And now it's this cool professional peer relationship that's not yeah, about- Yeah, I love that. And I love, job. I mean, you're a, you're a professional storyteller and so are they. And also you're a human being. And so are they, I mean, you're living a full normal life with, exactly. you know, yes. friends and kids yep. and homes. And, you know, I mean, we're all, it, 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 we're all kind of having a similar experience as just humans, you know? So, so to, to find yeah. equal. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the things we remind actors uh, all the time is that you're a professional storyteller in this town. 
casting directors are professional storytellers in this town. Directors are professional storytellers in this town. Producers are professional storytellers. Actors get this whole like looking uphill mindset, right? They, they get this whole thing like I'm on the bottom of everything. I'm the lowest in the totem pole. I don't know who these casting directors are, but they're the magical gatekeepers. If I somehow do some magic dance, they're going to open some door and then all of a sudden I'm successful. Um, but you know what? Casting directors are people. Uh, they're going from job to job just yep. like you are. They uh, right. they have mortgages. They have kids. Right. They have. It's exactly what you said, Jen. And, and understanding that you are here to help them to to make their their job easier. Understanding that you have the opportunity to to participate in a creative process where together you tell a better story than it would have been without you. That's that's how you serve this town. That's how you come in from a place of service is you have these unique things about you. That's your training, your lifestyle, everything about what makes you you that allows you to come in and tell a story in, in a unique way. And that is a gift you can offer that. to the creative team. Um, you know, so so, you know, none of this has so much to do with casting about casting about helps you figure out who are the people that, you know, that tell the stories. But once you get there you know, bring your, your unique, amazing essence. And don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to be a unique storyteller. Um, it's, uh, it's something so many young actors are like, mm. I want to be like blah, blah, right. blah. Be like yourself. Be like yourself. You know? Well, we, so. don't, we, don't, we don't talk a lot. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, we, did a, we did a podcast with, with Sam Christensen. Christensen, who yes. yes, we loved and unfortunately mm-hmm. he passed away. Is I was very sad to hear that. Very sad. Um, and he talked about it as essences. And I love mm-hmm. that. Your your brand mm-hmm. and type. It was it, it felt again, it's you know, and again, I think everybody has a very different approach to how they can look at the industry. Uh, and yeah. for me it was a challenge. It really was. It, it it took a long time to sort of wrap my brain around what you guys are saying and and just just to say, I, I've always used casting about and it was a very wonderful service for me to use when I was beginning because it was so friendly to me. It was so open. Yep. I felt like I mm. had access to something that, like you're saying, these gatekeepers that you don't really understand what it is when you're first moving to L.A. But but he talked about in his podcast a lot um, the essence of the person, the essence of mm-hmm. the actor and the unique essence and yep. it's something we don't talk about and we don't even talk about it in drama school very often yeah. is hey, Camille, here's, is, here's the, so, so go ahead. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say is just bringing that, that you can't not bring yourself to the table. And right. that's such a relief. I can't, yeah. like, I can't even try not to bring myself to the table. It's just impossible mm-hmm. for me not yeah. to. It's innately mm-hmm. in me. Yes. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, um, uh, there's a lot of discussion about essence, brand, type, all that kind of stuff. And um, and part of the deal is in drama school, they teach you how to be a lot of different kinds of actors. It's about giving you a broad um, a broad uh, set of training. And that's good. That's important. It's part of the way that you find out what you're really good at, what you're really best at. But in the marketing world, when you're marketing a product and you think of a grocery store shelf that has nothing but soft drinks running the entire length of the thing, and you are the person responsible for making this one soft drink jump off the shelf and into somebody's cart, when the way you do that is by being a unique thing. It's by being a something unique about that soft drink that makes it mm-hmm. that makes somebody want it. Mm-hmm. Um, so your training is to be everybody, to be all things to all people all the time. 
And that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But the way you're going to get started in this business and the way you're going to advance in this business is by being one really amazing thing uh, at a time for a project. And so learning, you're going to walk through the door with your essence. You're going to bring your brand with you into the room, whether you know about it or not. So knowing about it allows you to then leverage that in the marketing things, in the materials. You know, people have such a hard time um, picking headshots, right? You get 500 headshots and you have to try to de decide what's my headshot that I'm going to pick. If you know your story, if you know what your essence is, if you know what your brand is, you know what story you tell, picking a headshot gets a lot easier because it's not what do I like? What does my mom like? What is my what are my friends like? It's what captures my essence. What is the, the headshot that represents who I can be? What captures so if you don't that know who that is, thing that I'm going to bring to every script? Yeah. And if you don't know who that is, that's got to be your homework right away. Like, you know, figure it out. It's there. You just have to be able to put, put your finger on it and then leverage that. Use that to your advantage. In artistic terms, I often think, think of it as like, you know, in school, you can go to art school and learn how to paint and they'll tell you how to use the different paints and how to use the different brushes and how to apply them and how to approach lighting and shadows. And mm -hmm. that's great. It's all technique and it's stuff you need to know for us. It's how to break down a script and how to approach different types of material and all that stuff. But then eventually the more you paint, you realize that, Oh, my mountains are different than your mountains. I do my mountains. I always do this, that, you know, we can look at the same photograph and paint it and mine's going to look different than yours because I have my own unique spin. And that's what that thing that I didn't pay any attention to. I just went into all my early auditions, just hoping to do it right. And I'm doing <laughs> air quotes right now for the right, you know, because I thought, you know, if you do it correctly and you get an A, then you get the part, you know, I'm, I, what I call good student disease. So if, you know, if you just do everything right, um, you would get the part and that's not it at all. It's, um, it's, it's what spin am I going to give? What essence, what, what unique voice am I going to give to it? And, and finding that takes a while, but ultimately that's going to be what gives you your career. Guys, can you tell us before I unfortunately have to ask you our final question how people can find how people can find you mm -hmm. and um since since casting about is connected to actors access if those two companies are meant to be used together yeah okay yes is the answer to that absolutely um because and in mm -hmm. in in simplest terms think of it this way uh, actors access where actors submit themselves for projects. Um, and that's also related to break well, breakdown services of the parent company. And that's the service that agents and managers use to submit actors. And then actors mm -hmm. access is the actor wing of that. And they can submit themselves. All of that is, is a sales transaction. You are selling yourself for a specific part. And there are ways to do that smartly. And you can sell yourself smartly by saying, in all the parts of your submission, you know, your headshot and your demo clips and everything that you submit can say, Hey, I can help you tell this story, you know, which is not, Hey, look at me. I'm talented and pretty. You know, that's, it's not that your submission should be, I can help you tell this story. I want to help you tell this story. Here's how I can help you tell this story. And it's about sales. It's about selling yourself for the part and getting the job. Casting about is marketing. Casting about is research and building relationships over time. So who are these people? What kind of projects do they do? What are they talking about on social media? Who is their staff? What kind of new pilots are they picking up? How, who are they as people and as artists? So you, you, you do both, but you build relationships through the information you get marketing and casting about so that when you are submitted, mm. they already know who you are. 
because if if ultimately because if all you ever do is submit yourself to strangers every now and then you may win the lottery and get a job but you're not going to build a career because you know let's be honest here in LA for you know TV one line on a TV role may have right. 3000 right. submissions yeah. you know and they're going to audition 30 people and they're going to call back five right. and they're going to cast one and, yeah, so, and here's an interesting detail. Sorry, Blair. Here's yeah. an interesting uh, detail that we discovered um, in conversation with a casting director. And we've, we've verified it with a number of other casting offices. About 75% of the people that casting directors bring in are wow. people they already know. Um, and we first heard <laughs> that and we're like, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> so if, you know, because what that means to me is if all you're doing is submitting to casting directors who don't know you, mm. it's too late. So casting about is a way that you can start to get ahead in this process. Let me start building relationships with casting directors outside of the audition process where uh, where they can get to know me. I can get to know them. They can start to we can start to build a relationship so that when my headshot goes flying by in the submission process at 100 miles an hour with a thousand or two thousand other submissions, they come to a screeching stop and they go, wait, wait, wait. I know Blair. Mm-hmm. I, Blair's great. I have a trust in Blair. I know that Blair can do this job. Like that's what you want. You don't want to start convincing them that you're okay when they see your submission. You want to start convincing them that you're okay well before that. I'll actually go a little bit further. Back it up one step. My main goal is I want, and this goes back to the idea of one or two or three or four casting directors you have a relationship with. I want a handful of casting directors in LA to that the very first time they read the script to think of me. I want them to read a part and go, Ooh, Blair'd be good for this. Right. Like right. even before the because breakdown you're so connected. Back, right. Yeah. Because, yeah, because that's, I want to be like, Ooh, you know, and, and it's not, Ooh, wait a minute, that Blair thing. Wouldn't that, if we brought that to this role, wouldn't that be interesting? Right. And so first of all, that's not going to happen unless I've hooked into their memory with some kind of something. You know, I think a lot of actors try and be too generic to all things, to all people, and you're not going to hook in their brain that way. So getting them to know me and me to know them so they can have that, ooh, let's bring in Blair. Or if that's not the case, then when my picture goes by, they go, oh yeah, Blair. You know, so it's it's the using the sales and marketing together. And and if I could go back and do everything over again, I would 100% flip where I put my focus. I spent so much time and energy on trying to get auditions and marketing was an afterthought. I do it the other way around. I'd figure out who I am, who needs me the most, Follow them, build relationships with those people. Mm, I love those steps. Those are good. That's a good thing to end on. Who I am, who needs me the most, and then start marketing like crazy. I love it. Um, Hey, can one of you uh, share with us what we call an LAism, which is something that you have uh, found to be unique about LA? Go, Blair. Pressure's on. Pressure. All right. Well, I'm actually going to go back to something we've already alluded to or talked about here, which is that L.A. is this kind of unique, and there's other cities too, but but especially in L.A., it's this kind of unique gig sort of environment where we have a bunch of freelancers who are all coming together to tell a story, and then they all dissolve, and then different groups come together to tell a new story. And 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 I kind of love that actually. I love that feeling on a set of like, "Hey, we all came together to work together for this story and and uh, I think I know you, and have we worked with oh you know you you know them, and oh yeah, we work together on that, mm-hmm. and this kind of web of of people, and I love that we all sort of come together, and you may work with somebody and say that was great, thank you, and that's the end of that, or 
you may start to meet people that become part of your network and you work with them over and over again. And mm-hmm. that, that, that web and that connection of, of, of freelancers, I think is f- fascinating for me and something I really love. I mean, it's, it's a much different vibe than, you know, going to work for a company and you're there and you work with those people. Uh, this changes and morphs and moves and, and the opportunity to hear different voices and, and meet new people and see their perspective and learn from them artistically is so fascinating and so wonderful. I love that part of LA. You know, every new job is a new core of people that sometimes there's overlap, sometimes it's brand new. And I learned from everyone. And, um, you know, and you don't know which of those people are going to stay with you, uh, you know, and that's exciting too. Um, I think LA is unique that way. I and think I, that's, I kind of that's a perfect answer. Yeah. I know. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, this Thank has been guys great. so much for being here with us. Yeah. So much fun. Thank you for having us again. Thank you it's so really much. Great. I um it's fun sort of talking story with folks yeah. who, you know, it speak is. That it language. was, it's and really it's good great. to get a, a really like, you know, close view of casting about too. So thank you so much for that. Oh, sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Speak LA the podcast. We want to be able to bring you more episodes like this one, but we can only do that with your support. So please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to Speak LA, the podcast. For more information on Speak LA, go to ispeakla.com. This episode of Speak LA, the podcast was sponsored by Actors Connection. Actors Connection offers free resources, including valuable online programs. For more information, go to actorsconnection.com and sign up for their e-blast today. Our sound engineer is the very talented Dan Leonard of homevoiceoverstudio.com. My name is Jen Jostin. And I'm Camille Thornton-Alson, and we are the founders of Speak LA. You can find us at ispeakla.com. See you next time. Bye.